Welcome, welcome to a late evening episodic journey. And always strikes late episode, if you will. Once again, recording and coming to you sort of on schedule, even if we are missing our third co-host, Miles, because he is somewhere in the sky or perhaps landed on his way here to Boston. He is not a bird or a plane, just a Miles. But miles. wherever the Miles is, he'd, he'd be Milesing, right? <laughs> yes, we're possibly slightly closer to home here than usual. Indeed. Yes, indeed. So, so we're we're keeping the momentum here, everyone out there, so we can, you know, have a nice chat and make sure to deliver you some good on time. But we'll be back to our regular trio next time. Yep, and uh, and got quite a quite a bit of interesting things going on. Uh, part of the reasoning here that Miles is on his uh, sabbatical from the podcast is. Uh, He's coming to a tournament that we'll be talking about in a sec. But um, that's absolutely right. This is sort of like a, a bit of a tourney focused episode, at mm-hmm. least in part. You know, I think Matt, you had a Hawkman, you know, recently to talk about, and and of course Miles is coming here to Boston uh, so that he and I can attend the Everwinter GT in person, you know, put on by the lovely Wicked Dicey folks, and uh, hopefully win a few games or at least have a lot of fun with five new friends. <laughs> so fancy. So fancy. Well, on our side of the continent, um, I just finished running a GT up in uh, Ocean Shores. Uh, We had a little bit of a turnout drop, so I wouldn't call it a natural GT, but uh, all around pretty good. Um, We did some experimentation this time, and I I know I've talked about it in the Discord, uh, which... Links are links are in in the description. Go go join Patreon. All the fun go stuff. Forth, go it's, forth. It's always strikes late, and we're tired of being late, but not last. Um, there's Indeed. there's my slogan. I'm going with the slogan now. Uh, I hire zany content tonight. <laughs> Maybe just as funny. We'll find out. But yeah, more more coffee, more coffee at, at <laughs> the break of the evening. Um. So the uh, tournament went well. Um, I know I was talking about it in our Discord quite a bit and um, had asked a bunch of players um, to to kind of give me feedback on it. And it was great because we had a couple of casual players and then some heavy hitters from the region in the uh, Dimensional Cascade group or, um, or club who all of them are just uh, excellent players, very meticulous, know their rules, and are just very good, right? Um, Excellent, excellent. Well, Matt, how big was it at the end of the day? I guess you said it was a bit of a turnout drop, but what what are we talking about here? What was the... um... uh, We were supposed to be at 15 at the start that had signed up. Um, We had had 25 uh, actual wanting to be there, and then it just kind of of drained out when I think everybody realized it was going to be a winner on the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it was a little bit interesting in that, you know, we weren't expecting much for the time of year. Um, but, um, we had a lot of really late drops, which, uh, was surprising, especially because I was making this terrain, uh, for, for quite a few more tables than uh, I actually had to. Um, but the, uh, the terrain itself was 
fun. And that ended up being kind of the highlight for me of the tournament. Um, I ended up even having to do a be the buy actually, so that nobody showed up for nothing, um, which is kind of kind of fun. Um, I brought a uh, Gloom Spike Get Spider list that I literally just bring once a year. Um, however, the rules change, they change. Um, got you got to the bleeding edge of competitive right there. Yeah. Um, and actually placed middle of the pack, which was a little strange. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it, it was not what I really wanted to be doing with a buy army, right? Normally just come up, beat this person down so you can have a game. Um, give them a little bit of struggle, but it went on too much, I think. Uh, but anyways... Uh, the the main draw for me for this and the main fun was the uh, the terrain. I went ahead and built kind of standardized mm-hmm. terrain mm-hmm. Uh, so that each table would have, um, you know, all terrain bases were the same size. Was really inspired by the um, the the nations crew um, when they were putting that uh, putting that PDF together for their tournament that they uh, they had. Yeah, back in Ireland just a little bit ago that we had yep, yep. on here. And uh, so I was like, okay, well, you know, um, what's one of the things that we see around this area a lot? And that's, you know, giant garrisons that can take up far too much of the table because that's all the terrain you have. And people making decisions uh, that can generally not be as um, fair, I think, when the choice between attacker and defender is really just the roll of a dice, right? So mm-hmm. the idea mm-hmm. behind it was to standardize all pieces of terrain and placement, uh, which was custom for each map. Each map terrain placement was unique. Um, and then to make sure that we were mirroring the effects of um of mystic like the, the terrain dice yeah the terrain dice uh and so that ended up being um quite a bit of fun garrisons weren't as insanely effective as they um are with larger pieces on the table um they then became like a support piece as opposed to here's my main strategy i'm going to hop these garrisons to get right you know 24 inches across the table in one go um, which I know made some people sad, but also they were like, well, this is probably a little bit more fair. <laughs> um, I can definitely see that. Yeah. And I think it, it kind of leveled, it leveled the playing field quite a bit. Um, there was the, I think one of the things that I, I saw the most was that people were really excited not to have to do any setup. They could just go sit at the table and start their game. Right. I think there's honestly something to that. Like it was really preset. Don't worry about it. Don't move it. This is it. A little characterful. That's mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes you sometimes get back. Just like having to fuss around to that, you know. And yeah, it's it's even better, you know, if it's if that, that terrain map is balanced so that you know it's not gonna be like a real puzzler. <laughs> yeah. And and it was um it was fun too because I think um the, the missions that I gave were not ones that I've been seeing a lot in our area. So um, missions for this were no reward without risk, the frigid, frigid Zephyr, Spring the Trap, 
every step is forward in lines of communication. So not too standard, not too hard, but a nice variation where there were tricks that you could do on each of them. And terrain wasn't going to get too much in the way of that anymore. Um, so it felt like um, we were setting up that that inadvertent joy of not having to have 20 minutes for setup by wanting to make sure that everybody had a level playing field you know too often i've heard on one table or another or somebody talking about their game afterwards like that piece of terrain on that one board if it was not there you know um i would have been able to make this charge or they wouldn't have been able to trap me in something oh yeah and, there, uh, there's always that or someone's flying like an Archeon and the configuration mm -hmm. means they can't put their base anywhere or something like that. Yeah. So it just, it creates like these natural moments. And those can be fun. I think sometimes because that's where like you can build a strategy around what you found there, but also it turns like a luck of the dice in a dice game, right? Ironically, yeah. uh, kind of a kind of moment, you know, around, you know, whether or not you can win or lose like in a, a critical matchup, especially across five games where you might run into something like that. Yeah. And it and it can be like a, a negative play experience or even just a non-interactive experience. Mm -hmm. Um and you know, I, I I I was happy that it succeeded in everybody being pretty good with it. There were some people like, oh I like, you know, I want my terrain to do more. And then so took the feedback about halfway through and then kind of made little mazes on um what was it, every step is forward. Mm -hmm. which uh yeah which immediately put a lot of people in like oh man he did exactly what i wanted now this game is way harder and um and they were happy about it so it, it was a great learning experience of you know what we can do with standardized terrain in this area uh for for myself on uh, future tournaments but also like it was it was really good to see like even with the extra time it took me to set it up mm -hmm, it meant mm -hmm. that there were no real questions asked right everybody rolls up they see the terrain there um oh and the other thing uh the terrain was mirrored so if you rolled a dice for one piece of terrain the exact opposite sides piece of terrain um would have that same rule so there was no reason to move across uh, the table or to force your opponent to get up and go to the other side. Because the mystical, the arcane happened mm -hmm. to be over there. Yeah, no, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. So it was exactly mirrored. And then, uh, what is it? A defender could choose where to put those on those mirrored pieces. So that was kind of the leeway I was trying to give for them to mm -hmm. feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, in the end, like your list is going to dictate who goes first. So if you feel bad about the rolls and there's uh, two people with the same amount of drops and one person wins, chooses to be an attacker, the defender can actually still have a little bit of interaction as well. So it felt really balanced um, when we were rolling through it. I was really, really nice. happy with the results. So. Well, that yeah. sounds like a, a true delight. You know, I'm glad it went pretty well. Fun to yeah. win at least a few games of the spider pack too. And that was a two-dayer you did, right? It was like, yeah. cool. oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I uh, I was this close to like not having to play and being the nice lazy to, even though I like went out and bought like everybody cupcakes and stuff. But like, yeah, I was I was I was so close to not not being not being on my feet all day. Uh, you were forced to rise the occasion. So close. Pick up your wicker shield and your forest spear and your chittering mountain. Mm -hmm. and Get just, on after it. 
that's that's uh that's the noise that we figured out the spiders make as they go it's the very close to a rabbit for some reason but you know they like they like rabbits yeah maybe terrifying <laughs> multi-legged rabbits maybe little um, burrow yeah they're a lot they're a lot uh i'm surprised i actually don't see that many spiders because they do well on the battle tactics they do very well on the battle tactics i i think the spider army is definitely one i can see you enjoying you know because it, it, like it's not bad it's just not the common pick which makes it way more fun to play i th- yeah. honestly do think there's a lot of a lot of utility in that as well as maybe just kind of like enjoyment <laughs> i certainly well, i just find it the yes. amount of movement shenanigans that it has too is surprising so like when i again when i built the list um i was building it for the pre-gloom spite gets release or mm-hmm. the new gloom spite gets and so i was just kind of retrofitting it and i was like oh there's a hero phase movement cool we'll throw that on there oh there's you know arachnorok suddenly can teleport all of this other stuff and i was like this is like the new beast of chaos for me. This is amazing. <laughs> that's so, that's honestly pretty pretty great. Yeah, so, <laughs> you gotta give that. Yeah, it was it was ending up to be a lot of fun, but um, uh, probably too strong of an army for a buy army. I think. Uh, See, there's, a little bit there's less interesting challenge. philosophy around that. I mean, it's sort of the question of you know, do you want your buy to be like a pushover? Is it, is it meant to be like a gimme win? Like you know, you know. Like, like the door prize or is it meant to be like a, a decent challenge i actually do agree with the notion that you want it to be a decent challenge i mean it's nice if you win your buy game you know but i don't think you want to feel at the end of it like you know it was clubbing the seal or something like that yeah and and there were some situations where it really felt like i had turned some i'd pulped the seal um <laughs> essentially for a couple of them uh, a couple of the engagements that i got into but like uh for me it's like yeah i don't i i don't want to give somebody an easy game but i do want to give myself a harder game if i'm playing a buy and the fact that I, the battle tactics are so easy it's um it meant that like uh, more than half of the games i had almost nothing left on the board but i was winning in battle tactics so that's such, a, such a factor right now. I mean, just like first creating a list that can do that, mm-hmm. get your five battle tactics. Uh, and then you know, that's down to the primary after that. But if you can if you can just get those out of the way with the number of options across the books or the armies of renown or the you know, or the, or that current GHB, you know, you're golden. And then yeah. it's like a, a really different sort of situation than if they were all questionable. Yeah, and it probably didn't help that i've suddenly like flipped the switch back to being like okay i want to play competitive again next season so like i was already in that mindset too um so sorry it's, it's guys. the right it's the right way <laughs> to, 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 to grind that axe and you get honed yeah but I guess, uh, you know but yeah pretty good that's excellent well i guess you know so one tournament down and then you know miles and i'll charge forth and try to represent the glorious name of always strikes last somewhat well hopefully not dead last but you know like in a befitting manner you know, yeah, you know we can call it always strikes late for that point in time right yeah so. yeah i mean but our um, sharpest today i hope we'll be our sharpest on saturday but it's 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 pretty fun you know we're looking forward to saying hello to all of our listeners who are there and, and buddies we don't get a chance to see all the time uh and you know hopefully have some some interesting games but th- this particular tournament 
is a really interesting one because it does tend to get a real murderer's row of attendees. You know, if you you know mm-hmm. listen to the various podcasts talking about this tournament, that tournament, or or take a look at who might be winning in some GT here, there, everywhere, a lot of those names you see in a recurring way tend to come to this one. And you know, it's a big event. You know, if it's 112 players this particular year, but you will run into a, a who's who of Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know right outside of boston and and i think it's going to be pretty fun just to see kind of who we end up we end up playing and you know whether or not you know we get you know some titans of a, of a particular region of the country who are here and just you know, destroy us or you know, have a really <laughs> awesome game because we haven't a chance to play them before you know make a new make a new acquaintance friend that way uh and of course it's it's just great to get together in general i mean rare is the moment that we have two-thirds of the triumvirate here in one physical location so this will that is be true it is it is a a gem in the rough of the the uh separate time zones isn't it absolutely absolutely <laughs> but you know it'll, it'll be a good one listeners if you happen to be there and you come up and find either miles or i let us let them know that you listen to the podcast let me know listen to the podcast you may or may not get a beer out of it yeah there you go of your choice so High what he's saying is free beer yeah. Um, and he didn't put a limit on that either. So just continually yeah. go up and ask. A font of appreciation. <laughs> we'll call it that. <laughs> but so, uh, it'll, it'll be good. It'll be good. I think what's going to be really fun, though, is, is sort of like the, the list we're bringing, you know, to try to try to do something interesting. Um, I want to I want to start with Miles. I think it'd be fun to kind of kind of talk as a maybe a before the event and then after the dust settles next time, Matt, on this one. Yeah, so, I really just want to assume about his list because there's one thing that he put in there mm-hmm. that I was just like, really? Is that even going to matter? Well, let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I don't think it's going to matter because all the lists are public now. So everyone who might be listening to this has already seen the list, <laughs> you know, if they wanted to. Um, so Miles is making the strategically smart decision for a person coming across the Atlantic from his, mm-hmm. his home in Ireland to not try to bring a whole army. Uh, and instead liberate elements of his army from my basement and scrounge up you know, like the one remaining figure from a friend of ours uh, to come up with a King Broad stomp, the new hotness for Sons of Bayhamat and Army of Renown, uh, and not too tough on the logistical transport. I think it's comprising, uh, of course, King Broad. How can you do it without him? A Kraken Eater, a Gatebreaker who is in fact the general, carting around uh, the arcane tome with a big eater command trait, and then a robust battle line comprising three man crusher gargants. Now, the last part of his list, maybe a spicy pick, is an emerald life swarm. Which, what is that going to do? What's he going to, is he, is he going to just lose track of that and give somebody else D3? You know what that's gonna do? That's gonna heal D three wounds. Critical. You make the difference. <laughs> I guess on the man crushers, it does make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he you loves those them, little maybe. guys. Yeah. Um, so it's it'll be interesting to. I, I'd love to hear if it comes into play. Um, mm-hmm. The the thing for me, and you know, he's he's been playing with uh, Team Ireland, so I know he's got all the he's got he's upped his game, so to say um so i'm sure there is a reason behind it i would i would i would love to hear it because i'm just like don't they have to spread out too much 
to actually get like full effect of that spell and there's there's Maybe. just a lot of hmms hmm you know i don't know i mean it's, it's such a tough army renown i mean i've played against it directly yet but just looking at it on paper i mean you have king broad who has like a five up ward save just for being near anything so there's minis one of them can kind of be like his friend and make sure he's he's tough and he has so many wounds yeah um you know he you know can sort of like do some healing shenanigans if i remember correctly you know there might, might be some stuff in there beyond like the normal um so maybe he juices I, somebody up yeah, and I think he has like a special monstrous action, you know, where you know one of these gargants can basically do like a kind of a wrap around, you know, ogre charge, you know, where they just like uh, do the three d six jump over, you know, whatever they've charged and somewhere else, which is so problematic. You're dealing with a big gargant who all of a sudden has messed up your screen or found that five inch spot and started squishing all your important things or killed your character or or tagged yeah. that objective with the twenty five you know wound body otherwise would be safe in, in most circumstances that you know seems to have a lot of interest in play uh and and that's even before you talk about that crazy shooting attack do you know about this one matt you know this particular no. army no late on me okay so i'm gonna make sure i'm looking at it so i don't actually misquote this thing that would be that would be terrible but it's it's sort of this crazy like extra shooting attack that's a gargant can do where they basically go ahead and just destroy a piece of terrain mm -hmm. and then um, chuck it they chuck it yeah so first of all they can move all the guys who are off of it like somewhere nearby um you know so goodbye your garrison goodbye your cool thing your defensive whatever that was going to like be your contour of the battlefield but then when they throw it i think it's something like d6 attacks each of which does D3 plus three damage, you know, and, and does a particularly good hit profile, but you kind of do that a lot, <laughs> you know? So yeah. the shooting potential out of this army is, is kind of strong, I think, compared to compared to the most of the others. And that's dependable uh, so, too. I love that plus three damage. Even plus two damage is like, oh man, that's going to be gross no matter what. It's not a D3. D3s are so swingy feeling only when you roll a one. <laughs> but oh, absolutely. Uh, but every time you roll a one, you know, it outshadows the twos that you get. It's, it's really um, true. I guess the, the way it's reading from what I looked up here is I think it's, it might not even be just one. It could be like maybe you get a couple pieces of terrain near the magazine, each of them can do it. Oh. But, you know, 18 inch range on a two up, you pick it up and hurl it across the field, just remove the thing from the, you know, the battlefield entire and, you know, you do D3 to anyone standing on it, so that's cool if you do as a unit trying to hide there or character, mm -hmm. but then D6 attacks, 4 up, 3 up, Ren minus 2, D3 plus 3. That's a crazy shooting attack. That's just that's, that's insane. That's something I would never expect to come out of um, the the big boys. And is the range 1 inch for the terrain? Uh, yeah, 1 inch for terrain, so on it or near it, but like so you got it's like too a... hard. Well, I mean, that's that's great because you think about the size of the bases, plus 18 inches, plus one. So that's, you know, oh, my dog's uh, going to make some noises because he's sleeping right now. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's uh, what at minimum, I think their bases are like five inches wide because those are 100. I think that's right. right. I, th I think it's five inches wide. So that's potentially a uh 24 inch threat 
Yeah. If you if you are using it correctly, that's really good. That's really scary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course, you know, if they get like a a hot roll, you know, six of those coming across the battlefield, you know, it can do a lot more than clear light screen. It could be <laughs> yeah, really mess up something. That's a bunch of uh, really sad Dracolines or something, right? Absolutely. At the minus two, you can you can actually throw it into them. So that's yeah, really so. cool. Say no. what? What did he do? Hit big eaters the command trait. Maybe just I can figure out what that does. You can opine on it. I think it's a healing thing. But I'm gonna maybe they kill something. They get amount of wounds back or something like that. That's right. Yeah, you restore D three wounds to Mega Gargan wholly yeah. within twelve of that general. If they killed any models in the combat phase, so that's every combat phase. So you have Emerald Life Swarms and this thing going off. I mean, you so can do a fair bit. So he's trying to do the anti-kill one a turn uh, list, essentially. Yeah, I think so. I mean, if, if someone doesn't have the proverbial DPS check to take one of these down, could really could really be hard for them to choose with the arm because it, it's not going to stay close to death or as close to death with these, with these tools at his disposal. I know that, you know, right now, that hasn't been as prevalent, like the, the level of damage that takes... You know, to do that isn't in every list. Maybe it will mm. be soon, or maybe it'll be here today, or we should say on Saturday. But uh, but that, that kind of makes some sense. I mean, it's, it's going to be an interesting time. And you've got the little guys to run around and grab objectives, do what they need to do. Some, mm -hmm. some, some, some flexibility there. Somehow, every, every once in a while, just punch harder than the other ones, the big ones, for some reason. They yeah. just, they feel like they, they run, when they run wild, well, they I, I guess it's probably because they're great for killing screens off in one go or killing stragglers that are holding on to objectives. The yeah. little ones are really good. It's yeah. sort of funny to think that like the big ones are just little ones who kind of got gigantified more, had a growth spirit or something by like whatever magic makes them big. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's funny to think that it's probably like a whole clutch of those Gargans who are caught in some sort of awkward adolescence between mega and regular size. Mm -hmm. I don't know where they go. You know, maybe some <laughs> kind of giant high school. Like, but, uh, <laughs> they held back a year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we go to Gur Academy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it'll be a fun one for him. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing that in the field. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely going a weird way. <laughs> so <laughs> I agonized about this, you know, for such a long time. And, you know, I'll tell you that before I tell you guys this list that I did decide upon it after having for whatever practice I was able to get in around, you know, kind of very occasional trips to the game store, not even every week based upon my schedule, but, you know, wife and child and all that mm -hmm. uh, was to play a lot of games with lists. That we're not this list to find with all those and then choose this totally different list because I want it to be I want it to be a chaos hipster. <laughs> I mean, you gotta, right? Yeah. I, sometimes playing all the the lists you you don't want to play at a, a tournament is the best way to get out of it. It's it's exactly it. Well, I'll I'll lead up and I'll tell you guys this list, but be, before I do, I have to I have to sort of contrast it with what I was just tempted to do and it was all sort of thinking back online i was going to do for this whole time i thought that i was going to end up doing kind of this hammer and anvil sword and board thing where i was going to bring 
two or three full units of chaos warriors because i have those now they're, they're closer to be fully painted um plus at least two chaos lords who are going to be catalysts and we were sitting there with merciless blizzard inside their bunkers with bodyguards because mm-hmm. that was going to be great you know backed up by you know maybe some chosen or chosen or theradons or whatever to do with counterpunch yeah that seemed real fun and i had a couple of variations on that that you know work well practice games one of those games it was fun saw that it did work and it seemed like the way to go because like this is like the moment for the chaos lord he or she or it can be more effective than a normal foot duelist hero because they can like you know become wizards and throw up lizards and those models are great yeah but i didn't do that oh continue matt i don't want to cut off your thought (laughs) oh no 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 it's it's also kabbalists are the best way to actually get something out of anything any of those like sub i would call them sub s tier or whatever you want to call for the the tier scaling of that book in like in the book itself like myrmidons mm-hmm. um those i i just brought a uh an all theradon list to a oh, small rtt mm-hmm. uh, using the myrmidons to um to make the Theradon's battle line, right? So yeah, I think in the end it was it, it was four units of six and two units of three Theradons. Mm-hmm. And like all of those are great. But the the thing that makes it great is Kabbalists are now giving the opportunity for a lot of these other like heroes that you know they're they're decent for what they are, or they may be subpar. They're now suddenly a wizard. And they can contribute in more phases, right? Absolutely agree. And, and you know, I've been playing so much Kabbalist because of that. Like, uh, I love it. It's probably the you know sub faction I I would go to the most. Yeah. But you know, I wanted there to be different, and uh, I kept trying to fit all the pieces I wanted in to get something kind of unique. And I ended up, you know, in true chaos hipster fashion, going to a sub faction that I didn't think anyone would take, but that worked for what I wanted to do. So I am playing Leech of the First Prince this time. Interesting. So, mm-hmm. so uh, break down why and 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 because uh, that's a drastic change. That is a that is a one eighty. It is. It is. Well, I'll, I'll tell you that you know for this one, logic is mainly that I kept trying to get all the pieces into this list that I wanted to have the functions represented and get the stuff done. And then I kept trying to reconfigure it, reconfigure it until I could sort of get that better version of it because nothing quite was what I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it came down to the fact that though it doesn't give you a lot, it does let you turn Furies in the battle line. Oh. Yeah, which can be pretty huge. And so what I then did is, you know, I had two units of Furies, so I made them battle line and part list. I really want to take them. And so it ended up looking something like this. It's Bellacor, of course. Got to do that. Mm-hmm. It's a Chaos Sorcerer Lord with the Marcus Slanesh and Levitate. Uh, and it's an exalted Hero Chaos, who is, of course, the general uh, with a command trait that is a Master of Magic uh, and the Arcane Tome. <laughs> so he yeah. can be a wizard, too. Um, and, you know, he's a Mark of Chaos Undivided. But, you know, go to the battle line. It says two units of Furies and a unit of Unmade. Then the spice in the list is 10 chaos chosen with the Marco Sonesh and source of banner being the banner screaming flesh. You'll love, you'll love this, Matt. 
six mm-hmm. ogroid pheridons, freshly yes. painted tonight, a little basin to be done. Um, but they are the mark of chaos undivided, reinforced. So, of course, they're six, six strong. Uh, mm-hmm. A mind sealer spherex, chaos war shrine with the mark of Sinesh and curse, and 11 bliss barb archers. Nice. So, uh, do the theradons have the axes or the shields? The big axes. Big axes. big axes. So, uh, remember your eye of the gods. <laughs> mm-hmm. All the time. They get all sorts of fun for doing pretty much anything. Oh, yeah. they get they get brutal after getting eye of the gods mm-hmm. off a couple of times. The real fun thing with them is they're the unit which you know get to take advantage of kind of the one other interesting thing that Legion of the First Prince gives you. You know, outside of like the drawback of not getting all the other cool stuff. It's mm-hmm. basically you can pick an undivided unit in every one of your hero phases and let it get another chaos mark temporarily in addition to the other one. So if they need to get across the board, take advantage of the shrine, well, they can do Sinesh. If they need to be tough because they're fighting something, they can be Nurgle. If they need to just have a whole lot of extra attacks and they're close enough, they can be Corn. There's really no reason not to. That's really good. That's really, really good. Yeah, we'll, that, That's we'll probably going to catch some people off guard, I would say. Not if they're a podcast listener. <laughs> this is true <laughs> that's true but uh, you know the it's I, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing it i mean like this is the only configuration that gave me this level of flexibility and yeah hurt to lose some of the cavalry stuff but i realized that i'm just i'm saying no to sort of the trap which is trying to just blizzard everything it's so fun when it works it's so frustrating when it doesn't this is yeah. not a blizzard list um you know it's it's uh whatever it's spellcasting savant so the little little exalted hero you know has his job you know, not too not obvious there. Mm-hmm. Um, the important spells still have the still have Bellicor, I still have you know, Chaos Sorcerer Lord. Uh, and where it comes to like that extra flexibility, having Furies there to run around and do crazy stuff, having a mind of sphere ranks to be able to potentially make people just ASL as is only appropriate and thematic for the podcast as needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. And I have eleven bliss barbs. I can project power in a way most chaos armies cannot when they're slaves to darkness in front of their name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds, it sounds like a very fluid list. Like, um, and, and do you think you, you set out uh, to do that? I know you have like limited time. Uh, Cause like Jack, unlike me has a life. Um <laughs> 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 uh, and 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 responsibilities and such and um and it seems like the like there, there's a lot of list building theory here but this is def- definitely something that like you've culminated because all of those units especially the unmade you've been playing the unmade for unmade forever oh, yeah. <laughs> um totally. it seems like kind of like a okay this is a unit that i really actually you know i i, I love how it works and I have a lot of experience with it. Um, so it seemed like you were picking dependables and then like Theradons, I knew you've been leaning into more. Have you gotten practice games with them? In- I've practiced with them, you know, then their various states of unpainted, you know, yeah. I mean, to answer your question for sure, but just, just on the Theradons, yeah. I played unit of three, so that does. I played units of six, let's see what that does. Kind of gotten a sense for strengths and weaknesses, you know, how they're a big chunky hammer, but you know, they're not chosen. But they're still mm-hmm. so good for their points. Oh, they're um, so good. And 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 I guess to, to to get back to sort of the question you had is is yeah this this particular list is a bit in some ways of culmination because 
it, it's not a, a wild departure from you know the stuff that i was running before because i can only paint so much in the time i have mm-hmm. uh and you know it's it's sort of like adding onto that and, and reconfiguring slightly like i, I knew i was going to use the 10 shows and i've been enjoying them all year i like the the shrine version with them and i'd had those theradons kind of on the docket for quite some time so i knew that they were likely to be the core of it you know a few you know events ago i i was bemoaning i think even on our very podcast here how mm-hmm. having one hammer one identifiable hammer without a backup meant that if something went awry the opponent let out a sigh of relief and just be able to kind of do their thing well having a backup so it can really hit hard is is super good. <laughs> yeah. And then finding the points to re- retain some flexibility to be different places or score a point or sit on circles, you know, seems to be seems to be good. And and you know, from what I had going on, you know, the uh viewers are really interesting because they're so good. And I, I had sort of access to the six of one type and the six kind of older model ones. And so I said, you know, these could do a lot of jobs. Mm-hmm. This is not too much of a stretch. And so when I was trying to figure out what in the remaining time I had to paint after it kind of like the maybe false enthusiasm of feeling like I had a month and a half or a month or whatever <laughs> kind of faded and realized that it was only a discrete amount of time. I wasn't going to get my six Varengard from zero to done in that in that time. That they seem like a fun way to go, especially when you consider battle tactics. So I buckled yeah. down to do that. And, you know, it, it felt good to kind of, to the chaos undivided with the legion of the first prince but of course maintain my omnipresent slaneshi theme the bliss barbs and some of the other stuff yeah nice and, um and i i love that their battle line i actually never really realized that this is this is good old good old not reading my rules uh, um, only conditional only conditional battle line you have to take legion to do it yeah 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 um and but that that where where it may not like seem like much of a departure it's very interesting because you're you're flipping the kind of style of play on its head right with mm-hmm. battle line now being able to charge you have a battle tactic from them and all they have to do is charge and a hero can stay in combat if they can stay in combat so you've got a battle oh. tactic right there when the when the super squishy guys run away right oh absolutely if, like for instance if very if cool. i have them charge that the scariest thing in the army and Bellacor, you know, in theory, because he's he's resilient enough, right? Charge something he's not going to kill is not going to kill him, you know, and and say, okay, first action, Fury scamper away, go 12 inches and annoy them by sitting on the circle that mm-hmm. they don't want. I've stolen an objective by going 24, maybe, probably 30 inches in a turn, right? 12 yeah. inch move, six inch charge, 12 inch retreat, mm-hmm. and I've also gotten a battle tactic, which is normally a bit more difficult. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or sacrificial. That's the, I mean, that's brilliant. So like, um, and the, the, the way that you got there, how did, how did you get there? Were you just like, Oh wait, I can just do, I can just do this from like, just looking at lists over and over and over looking at your uh, sub allegiance or was it like, did you hear something where you're reading up on it? um really really just thinking about it you know i mean maybe somebody got a bug in my ear somehow i mean i know they were cool looking at the um the battle scroll but i think what what really made me think about it were two things one in the new 
GHB we're in, right? You know, with that change to six models strong, being able to string out. Mm-hmm. They're really good screeners. We're just before they were not because they're six model units. So prior to that, you'd have to do like a little five man kind of block or whatever. And so they'd be a cluster and they'd run around and be annoying, be good for battle attacks and stuff, but they weren't going to block anything. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas now, you know, they're on kind of, I think, 32 mils or whatever. And you, know, you can just make a nice big line and it's a super mobile line because of that, like, you know, big move. So right there, yeah. that seems like a, you know, a, a huge gaining utility. And then, you know, the, the other kind of part of the moment there was just reading through, you know, like the the various lists I was trying to make and realizing that the very common element, you know, and all of the different fun versions I you know, enjoy playing or would maybe want to play for Kabbalists or or like host they ever chosen with a lot of these same elements was a sort of tax in the battle line. It wasn't that they were bad units. I didn't enjoy using them, but like if I have to take those two other slots and I have to fill them with like chaos warriors or two other cultist units, you know, unless they're dedicated cultist units with a specific purpose, you know, it's just a little bit of extra fat in the list. Yeah. You know, like I oftentimes will take the Darko Savagers who I love, but you know, they're kind of like a, a random block of 10 dudes who are particularly tough and they have some utility and they can maybe do some damage, but they're, they're not likely to do much of anything on their own. Yeah. Um, Combine that, you know, with maybe the other slot being Chaos Warriors, great, but I'll always take points, or even at 180, mm-hmm. or, you know, at a, or something else, you know, like, uh, you know, maybe Corpus Cabala, there's utility, but from what I had painted up, it was it was unlikely to be the best of those, right? Like, if I had tons of Corpus Cabala and Switcher Fang painted, you know, maybe that would be more of a consideration there. But from looking at just how tight the points were, realizing I could sort of free up that 270 points right there. I just made a lot of other things possible. Yeah. So I wouldn't have to sacrifice the core heroes or like the damage dealing hammers or, or the other things. And the more I looked at it, you know, it seems pretty fragile and it definitely is more so, but each of those furies has two wounds and because they can retreat from combat, they have sort of a pseudo vulnerability if you don't choose to strike them first or someone else uh, for whatever reason has to proc them like a strike last. I, mean, like, yeah. I don't think it's too hard for anyone looking at the list to see that if that mindset of sphere anx is sort of nearby, you charge them with your god unit and you have your bravery equal or beaten, then the furies scamper away and you have literally not even the gain of having killed the chaff screen. It's still there. They're they're actually like outside of well not even that, right? So like they're 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 deceivably tougher than they should be <laughs> just because of that extra wound. Right. Um, yeah, oh yeah. But I mean, like the, the, the great thing is like, they have such a low, I think they have a non-existent save, don't they? Yeah. They don't they have, have a six save. up or something it's like terrible up. bravery, but yeah, <laughs> I might be thinking of the hate chickens, the Raptor X. I use the Raptor X a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I still don't have like a, monster that works in tandem with them to get the best out of that war scroll but Mm -hmm. um the 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 fact that they have such a low save means that like now like half of the armies out there like are they really going to waste their like it it actually came up i had somebody who was playing with uh with a unit of them they were playing 12 which Mm -hmm. now after listening to your reasoning i think six may have been the better Splitting them up may have been better, but I think they wanted a one drop or something. But anyways, mm-hmm. the um, like you don't want to dedicate anything to them because you know they're just going to fall over. 
Like, and so it's almost like any damage output that you have that isn't plink damage, you're kind of like looking at them going, is it worth my time even like shooting at these? Cause maybe I'll miss two and then they'll have a couple of wounds and then they'll just be gone and just rally later. And uh, the, they kind of play a special mind game unless you have like a, unless you have like a, a whole bunch of fuselliers or something, right? They're just mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, if you have like, like why so would I waste shooting. my time shooting that? <laughs> like, so mm -hmm. it's a very interesting dynamic list. I really like that. I, Thanks I'm, a minute. I'm, I'm looking forward to the breakdown on it. I, I can't wait to play it. I mean, uh, with pretty much no practice games in this except maybe me and miles get a chance to do one prior to going to the tournament on saturday mm -hmm. um I, I don't think i've honed it to razor's edge but I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it i can confidently say though that i'll win between zero and five games 100 <laughs> <laughs> <100%. laughs> yeah uh no i, I want to try it out and i'm glad i'm bringing it everything's done really to do some basing for the theradons and and the um the second unit of furious but everything you know it's it's all well in hand the uh the one funny thing though is i was looking at the list you know not everything's been revealed and i was certain i would be the only you know legion of the first prince you know pick mm -hmm. but i was not there are 11 slaves to darkness uh wow. players at this event and there's well, one other guy who i think is playing the same sub faction so i i, I can't even take the hipster crown I mean, you you can you can you don't need the crown, but you could have like a cool you know like fedora. Yeah, <laughs> you could get another one for them, but yeah, <laughs> cool fedora for every model. Exactly, uh, <laughs> I I do worry a little bit about the shooting gallery stuff though. It's got to be really interesting. Um, uh, it's uh, other high numbers of factions, ten carotid overlords. That's uh. You know, I, I, um, I, uh, there was a Caradon Overlords, uh, player at the Hawkwim tournament, um, mm -hmm. that, uh, that I had the joy of fighting. And I, I will always forget that they have that four plus rally. And it's, it's so nuts. It's so nuts. Recursion has just gone insane. It's, it's really true. I mean, well, let's, let's talk about that for a second because, I mean, KO or top of mind, you know, with, with that stuff. I feel like it's tricky because it's conditional, right? They don't always have it. Don't they just have it if sub article amendment B was chosen? Yeah. And and there's so many of those that it's kind of like dense. I feel like uh, I need to go read all of them again so I can identify them at a glance. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like keeping up with the with the uh, intricacies of the rules now is. Um... Is a, is a second job, I think, on some of these. Or degree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, more power to those who can. Uh, but it, exactly. it, is, it is very surprising um, seeing what KO can do now. Um, they they feel a lot, a lot better. A lot better than the last book, uh, specifically. Because before that, you know, first edition book was just weird in general. Mm -hmm. worked in some ways and then just did not work at all in others and then uh second edition book was a little bit over the hill in some areas mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. this one feels very balanced but also terrifying when it goes off yeah i i agree with that you know it's 
So the Grave had a chance to play them. It's it's one of those things where you just can't think about it like a normal army. <laughs> yeah. You know, you really can't. And you know, that that scary shooting, you know, has always been their hallmark. But now it's also been paired with like some surprisingly scary fighting if they want to go over certain builds, you know. So, mm-hmm. so definitely definitely a puzzler. Yeah, and those I, bubble boys are no joke. Oh yeah. They're sort of like have an interesting, interesting style to them. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what I do if I run into one of them. I mean, uh, sort of going to be gotta gotta be one of those like, all right, let's hope that my memory of this serves. I don't like jump left <laughs> based upon some instinct because I should have jumped right. Uh, well, <laughs> you you have a one in ten chance apparently of uh, of finding out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but no, it's it'll, it'll be interesting. They they're doing um you know this tournament you know kind of the callback to what you were talking about Hawkworm. You know, I think smart things, you know, real fun things, and that they have a terrain map so you know what your board is supposed to look like you know things need to be shifted around a little bit um and they also have you know the missions you know are to kind of disclose so you know mm-hmm. what you're sort of expecting and I, I i could see depending on you know what you know what you get you know if it's like nexus of power or whatever like uh or or like the uh, what is our, whatever it is like uh the pulse or if you're like in the pulse a little bit better oh, yeah, than if you're on you know, like the collapsing nexuses or like, you know, the like the ice fields or something. But <laughs> Ice fields with them would be a little rough. Yeah. But uh, but we shall see. Um, you know, it, it's funny, maybe a good segue, you know, Matt, because uh, you know, Miles and I will have to, you know, take some videos, say hello to some folks, regale everyone, you know, in the, the next episode of how this all went as the dust settles, probably mm-hmm. with King Broad standing on top. Uh <laughs> Is uh, maybe we can sort of introduce a couple of potential sub segments. We might start rolling out, you know, to to kind of interdisperse or add into some of our normal content, just because it's it's fun to kind of revisit certain certain subtopics, yeah, you know, which yeah. come up for folks, you know, every once in a while. One is going to be the Dow of Dad Hammer, talking about how it is, you know, to try to play Warhammer competitive or fun or otherwise, uh, you know, when you're dealing with fatherhood, you know, as a factor, <laughs> you know, tips, tricks, trials, travails, you know, I certainly allude to them many a time, you know, yeah. in our regular sessions, you know, how to squeeze in a game when you can only get to the shop every so often or or how to deal with painting, you know, when you have to wait to the wee hours of the morning to, you know, <laughs> to get started, you know, or, or really anything under the sun uh so so that'll be something coming soon but even in the lead up to this particular tournament i was definitely you know very much in the mode of having to work around the other realities of life with that you know yeah. where there were definitely a couple of days in my sort of painting journey where i would be way farther ahead done on other stuff maybe able to put on some finishing touches but for the fact that you know late bedtimes or toddler who's unwilling to actually go to sleep at anything remotely like her bedtime <laughs> meant that i basically just lay down on the couch and passed out rather than do anything productive and it was like lost time that is not an uncommon occurrence when one is moving around these uh these fixtures <laughs> that makes sense i i can i can barely keep up with the dog i could not imagine the upgrade the the large upgrade to <laughs> to that um but uh, I, I I think uh, th- that'll be an interesting segment because um, essentially what we just did just now is talk about all of the decisions that you made to go to that tournament, right? So we can we can kind of break these down um, and 
really get into them like you know find those trusted units find the reason why changing to this uh changing to a different suballegiance was like the better idea and honestly it sounds like a more fun list to play too right like so making the most out of the time that you have uh that just sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun when we start doing that I think so too. It's, it really is meant to address, you know, the meta game around the game when it comes to dealing with, you know, life factors like that. And then so the, the, both the fun and the trials and the travails that, that come along with it. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, then we're also, we're also in talks with a, uh, a, a friend of ours who's, who's been around the, uh, the YouTube space. And I think he's even, no, I'm just going to say YouTube space for a while um who's yeah he he lives there actually i think he's further south than you uh a little further south of you um uh rocco you boy uh should be coming on at some point soon we'll start talking about those kind of tips and tricks that you can use as a player in game to like up up the chances of making the right decision right having the knowledge of where to pile in and when to pile in what unit to mm-hmm. use you know um so i'm really looking forward to that because he has uh, an amazing wealth of knowledge and just um just a swell guy just a very swell guy absolutely well this is this is good stuff matt i think that we haven't done too bad for just the two of us here you know maybe we should uh plug a few of the usual things you know everyone has made it this far you know don't forget to you know go like subscribe you know if you're so inclined or inspired you know subscribe to the patreon and and the the heavenly vault of the discord will open to you and you can come and hang out with us there uh indeed there are a couple of cool things on there you know certainly more to come soon but you know one of the benefits you know that is involved with that is uh you know some resources that matt and i and uh and miles curate that can be helpful in some ways no, you know, some of which you can find elsewhere and are, and are more readily accessible, but you know, some are locked behind those gates. Uh, one that you might like, though, and can use right now is Matt's actually put together um, sort of a, a gaming aid. It's sort of like a, a pacing sort of a YouTube channel you can just put up uh, to tell you when in your game, you know, you've basically taken too much time. You know, it's set to a normal AOS tournament game uh, and it just displays, you know, where you should be. Yeah, so... Hold up so, in your phone and you're trying to practice, give it a glance, you know, and figure out if you're if you're behind schedule. And it'll be an easier way to quickly attune to that, you know, with your friend as you as you guys both try to get ready for something, you know, or maybe there's a chess clock or you just don't want to be, you know, finding yourself at turn three with dice are down. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's one thing. Um, you know, as a lot of the community in my area moves to chess clocks. It's just a great thing to have up. Uh, we have a couple of places and venues that we've played in where they've had, you know, the TV and the store is suddenly turned into a timer. Um, and it's like really janky and it's never set up correctly. And so I was like, you know what? Um, let's get a tournament timer. Uh, calls out each round. The approximate length of the rounds are all broken up and even setup time, which if you come to one of my tournaments, you don't have to worry about absolutely um, Matt, but, definitely link that one in the show notes for everybody i think that'll uh that's definitely kick out of it. and uh we're probably going to release a couple of different ones i'm making uh individual ones for people in our discord um with 
I got to write music for them and everything, but uh, it's, it's a, it's a fun task, a good challenge, uh, but we'll probably be putting out some more ones probably with, you know, um, actual sound timers on the YouTube video and, you know, leave us a comment on it. Um, let me know if you want one without music and just a call out or vice versa. Um, you know, um, let us know. Uh, we'd love to create more for you. Absolutely. Also, it is always strikes late. And so if our sultry, sleepy voices haven't lulled you to sleep, I want to say thank you. <laughs> that, that, that was going to be my last word of the, I know, but you, you, you mess up. So now I have the last word. Enjoy the episode, everyone out there. Damn. This is ASL signing off. <laughs>